Recording in three, two, one. Insert scary music. Scary sounds. Come on, make scary sounds. I'm too busy being scared by what you're doing. Oh my gosh! Are you dying? Would that be scary? Hello, and welcome to a spooky edition of Fear-Related. <laughs> a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry, where we will suck your transmission fluid. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> How about... Okay. <laughs> Anyways, whoo. it's uh, warm in here all of a sudden. We will smell your air freshener. Never do that. It's always new car smell. <laughs> or pine. Remember that Uber driver that had like 20 different trees all oh hung on Oh my God, his- it was like we were driving in a tropical new car, black ice, something. I love that you know all the flavors. My nose did not know which way to go. <laughs> Mine did. That o- was scary. Away. <laughs> away. So we're doing, it's Spookalicious times, which is my favorite times. Yeah. It's always fun to do the, uh, this particular uh, rendition of our podcast. Yes. Rendition. Okay. Um, I'm going to let that one go because it's scary. Okay. How badly that word did not go. Um, <laughs> I'm sure one of our Canadian listeners knows which word I should have used. Canada. <laughs> Wait, it's only because I know exactly which one will text me in about five minutes. That's information's eyes wants to know. So we have some scary stories. Yeah, we got some spooky stories that took place in, well, in and around someone's car. In and around some vehicles. Allegedly. Why don't you tell us yours first? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was a young lad <laughs> of probably 16, maybe 17 years old. I know you're already freaking out, right? Yeah, that's already scary. <laughs> so this this story involves, once again, my Nissan 300ZX. Mm-hmm. And one dark night, and it was dark because it was like late. You know, it usually gets dark. Was it stormy? No, it wasn't stormy. All right. That's but this took place in... Wolverine Canyon. Allegedly. O-M-G. I don't actually know if there's Wolverines in this canyon. That's just what they call it. Just honey I'm assuming there must be some in there, right? Gotta be something. So this is a gravel, windy road that crosses a creek, or a creek, depending on how you pronounce it. So it goes over this creek many different times as it winds around and goes up hills and mountains and things like that and we had some friends that were camping out there and me and some of my friends were going to meet them out there we were going to stay overnight we're just going to go visit them hang out sit by the fire roast marshmallows Uh all that fun stuff wholesome have some family fun have some pops have some sandwiches (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so we drive out there everything goes to plan 
we're having a good time telling stories, whatnot, and it's time for us to leave. So me and two of my friends pack into this three-seater, or excuse me, this two-seater. So we have three people in this two-seater. You're killing me, though. It's two of my friends and I, please. Two of my friends and I, sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The grammar, again, is scary. So we're driving down this gravel road. Windy gravel road. It's very dark. And I may have taken a turn a little bit too quickly. Mm. And all of a sudden, I slide off this road. (gasps) And I put it in first gear. The car doesn't move. I put it in reverse. It doesn't move. I mean, it doesn't even try to move. It's done. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so this, this can't be good. So I look at my friends in the passenger seats, and I say, hey, come on, get out. Help me push. <laughs> my friend says, uh, I can't get out on my side. Oh, no. I'm like, what, what do you mean? He's like, I can't get out on my side. <laughs> Was it the crick? So I open my side, and I get out of the car. It's like pitch black out here because this is Idaho. There's no light pollution. And you don't have, like, your cell phone that you can oh, light no. up the night. Oh, no. <laughs> we have no flashlights. We have my headlights, and they're pointed in one direction. And it appears that the car is teeter-tottering <gasps> on this huge metal, like, cylinder thing that the crick crosses through like a tunnel underneath the road and here's my car teeter-tottering on the edge of it the like irrigation ditchy things right oh my gosh i can't move forward because i will fall 10 feet into a ravine i can't move backwards because i will fall 10 feet into a ravine you need the mentos men to just pick that sucker up and put it back on the road so we're stuck out in the middle of nowhere and we start walking and it's it's probably a good few miles before we make it back to our friend's campsite so instead we just go to the first campsite we find and there's some some people there and they got they have a pickup and i'm like oh sweet we can they can pull us out so i tell them what's going on and they said yeah sure we'll pull you out so they drive down to the site and you can't again you can't pull the car forward because it goes in the ravine and you can't pull the car backwards because it goes into the ravine so what we sideways in it so we're we're hook. I hooked this big tow rope, and it's got a metal hook on each end of it. We hook one side to his <gasps> truck. Yeah, a hook. And we hook the other side up to the side of my car. Oh, no. And he starts driving up the mountain and trying to pull my car out. And he's fishtailing and swerving all over the place. Gosh. My car's not even moving. When all of a sudden, the hook on my car <gasps> lets go. And that thing flies at a rate of speed, like probably 34 miles an hour and goes... 34 exactly? 30 or 40 (laughs) miles an hour and goes right through the back of this guy's truck window. Shatters it completely. Oh, that's what you get for help. He gets out of this truck. He's not even wearing a shirt and he's just brushing shards of glass off of himself. And I'm like, dude, are you okay? He's like, yeah. Did you see that? (laughs) That's good. So we walked all the way back to our friend's campsite. They gave us a ride back into town. My car stood, uh, sat there teeter-tottering all night until we got a full-size Bronco with my friend John, drove back there, and pulled it out lickety-split. But that was... That what? was pretty scary. Did you just be like, okay, sorry about your window. Bye. No, of course not. Uh, I gave him my information and um, we hooked him up with a new window. All right, that's <laughs> good. That's scary though. That's scary for like 12 different reasons. I would have been freaked out that the car would have no longer been teetering. It would have tottered off. I, I, the, the first point I got scared was when my friend said, I can't get out on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
So that's my story, but why don't we get to some of our listeners' stories, because they've got some great ones, too. And we'll begin with someone affectionately known as my father. Affectionately known as Pops. Listener mail. All right, so are you ready to tell your scary car story? <laughs> all right, set the stage for us. What happened? Where Where was it? Give us all the gory details. Okay, it was about 25 years ago. And I was on a vacation with my wife and my son. And we had a good old time at a car show in Durango, Colorado in our 1961 Ford Thunderbird. So the car show's over and we saw all the sights and we're on our way home, driving on Highway 6, I believe it was. And it come towards evening, we needed to find a place to spend the night. So I got off of the highway on an off ramp and I'm slowing the car down on the off ramp and everything's going fine, no traffic merged into the city street, come up to the traffic light. Traffic light turns red, so I applied the brakes, except the pedal went right to the floor. Nothing. It just kept on going. And I'm pressing the pedal, and it's just all loose and limp and just not doing a thing. And fortunately, there's no vehicles in front of me, but I didn't have time to check to see if there's any vehicles entering the intersection. So the only thing I could think to do was when I entered the intersection to make a hard right because I knew the emergency brake was not very good. And so the good Lord was with us because when we entered that intersection, I made that hard right and didn't hit anything. So then I went a short distance and there was an entrance to a parking lot in a plaza. So I turned the car into the plaza, applied the emergency brake and coasted about three blocks and finally came to a stop. So we called the auto club to come rescue us and they sent a truck and I told the guys as the brakes worked fine one second and the next second they're totally gone. And so he's looking at it and he says, looks like you have brake fluid. Can't quite figure out what it was. Just gonna have to tow you to the garage. And suddenly my son, who happened to be a student in high school where he took the auto tech program, he discovered this little pin. How he found this little pin out in the middle of the parking lot, I don't know, but apparently it was part of the linkage for the brakes and it had fallen out and that's why suddenly we didn't have any brakes. But I gotta tell you, entering that intersection without any time to look and see who's gonna hit me was pretty scary. Yeah, that sounds pretty scary. It's a good thing your dear old son was there to help you out, huh? Save the day. <laughs> Who knows how long we would have been stranded in there looking for parts for a 30-year-old car. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't, have been, I wouldn't have minded all that much to be stranded in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, it wasn't Boulder, Colorado. It's Price, Utah. Oh, well, I guess you'd made it a little bit further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a ways to go. We were about midway between... Durango, Colorado, and our home in Blackfoot, Idaho. Yeah, I guess that's probably the scariest part is driving a car that old that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of a gutsy thing to do. The only time I've ever done it. 
Well, we're glad you... We're glad you did do it to, so that you could share your scary story with us on fear-related. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for that story. You're welcome. Fear-related. We are here with the lovely Linda Healer of the Normal Lies podcast, and she has a very interesting car story for our listeners that we just wanted to hear. So, Linda, without further ado, give us the story. Okay, so this story starts in 1980, when I graduated from high school and I was going to college, and... I went to community college, Monroe Community College. Uh, I was going to be a dental hygienist. And so my parents said, that's fine. They couldn't afford to send me to school. So I was working to pay for school. But they said, you can live at home without, you know, being pay- without paying. And uh, my dad says, I'll make sure you have a car. We'll get you a car so that you can drive back and forth to MCC. Well, I thought, okay, we're going to go car shopping. Well, Uh-oh. we did go sh- car shopping down in the back field. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents, back in 1972, bought a brand new Plymouth Fury Grand Sedan. It was, it was brown. This thing was a boat and the transmission had gone and so we live out in the country so the the transmission went it was sitting out in the you know in the field so my dad hooks the chain on pulls it up and had a friend of ours put a new transmission in it I was it was it was horrible there's this 18 year old girl driving this boat of a car that had I think the rust was what was holding it together And the funny thing about it was it had so many quirks that, well, first of all, I would go to school early so I could get in the parking lot and get into school so nobody would see me with that car. And then when I would come out to my car, I I wouldn't let anybody walk me to my car because I didn't want anybody to see the car that I drove. So the thing about this is, and then I'd go out to the car, sometimes it wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. So it had, and I had to ask my husband, I go, what was the thing I had to jiggle? So if it wouldn't start, I had to pop the hood and I had to get out and I had to jiggle the fusible link. Does okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just had to jiggle this thing a couple of times and then get in and try and start it if it didn't work I would jiggle it some more and get in and start it but that car you know the nice thing about it was it did it was huge I mean it was a boat (laughs) and so I know my dad wanted me to drive that because it uh, to be safe it was a tank I was not going to get hurt in that vehicle and the nice thing was I mean it did have a nice big back seat right Mm mm-hmm we could fit lots of kids for the drive-in, in there, right? I mean, that's what I'm talking about, right? You know, so we used to pack kids in the drive-in and go to the 
driving all the time. But anyway, that's my horror story is my, we used to call it the brown bomber. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. The car you're afraid of, afraid anybody to see you in and so big you can't even hide it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was, it was horrible. I, yeah, really seriously go and Google 72 Plymouth Fury Grand Sedan and you will understand my horror. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing that story with us. I'm going to Google that right now. <laughs> thank you. Fear <laughs> All right. So our next story is brought to us by our very Canadian listener. Allegedly. Anil. Anil. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Benjamin. <laughs> Long time listener, first time guest. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm happy to have you on a guest so that we can finally announce to our audience the person who con- uh, who corrects all of our missed word opportunities. That as, would be me. <laughs> as well as giving us the insight onto the AAA's designation in Canada, which is, what is it, the CAA? The auto- Wait, wait, no, I got it. It's the... American Automobile Association of Canada, right? Yeah, sure. Nice execution. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing terrific. It may have, I haven't spent probably more years in the U.S. now than I have in Canada, but you know, I'll still remember things like the CAA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you're here to tell us a very scary story that happened to you while you were in a car, yes? Well, I don't know if it's scary, but, you know, hey, it was at that moment probably, and you're like, what? <laughs> All right, so set us up for it. What happened? Well, I guess the, the segue of being Canadian is a good thing there because this happened as we were driving from downtown Toronto with the intention of spending a night in Niagara Falls. Okay. Um, so here we are going down the QEW, which is that main highway that uh, goes around Lake Ontario. Oh, yes, the Queen's the, Highway. The Queen Elizabeth Way. And going about... Long may she reign! <laughs> Tell you. Uh... <laughs> Going down the QEW, probably going 80, 85 miles an hour, because that's the speed that all of us Canadians drive in Canada. And I'm sure that's the speed limit, too, right? I I think those are just speed suggestions. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we're driving our 2009 Toyota Sienna, and suddenly, as I'm driving 80, 85 miles an hour in the left lane, every light on the dashboard just lights up and just just starts blinking and flashing like a Christmas tree. I know, wrong holiday. It's it's Halloween, but that was the best I could come up with. So one of your warning lights has that little blinker in it, like in the Christmas uh, um, light strands that makes everything just like blink? Yeah, (laughs) and it was just all going off. And then it's like, you could tell that the engine was struggling at that moment. The, The radio was like flickering on and off. Okay. The kids, of course, are in the back seat, completely oblivious. Actually, probably complaining a little bit because they're probably, by my recollection, probably watching Tangled. All right. And they're like, well, my show! And they have no idea what's going <laughs> so on. So here's here's the real nightmare involved then. Your car's acting up. No big, of, no big cause of concern except... There are two children in the back seat that can't watch their show. Uh, that, that's probably scary enough. That's that is the real true. nightmare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, but, how old were your kids at this point? Uh, they would have been six. All right. So you yeah, got two so, twin six-year-old girls in the back that can't watch your show. And 
all of a sudden the dashes are blinking crazily. Exactly. Now, what do you do? So, thankfully, we're driving in Mississauga, which is my hometown. And so I fortunately know the lay of the land and where things are. And we just happen to be coming up on an exit where I know right off of this exit is this big auto park. So, with a Toyota dealership. So, as it's blinking and flashing and doing weird stuff, I managed to get off onto the, the highway and eventually get into there, at which point, turn off the car. It's like, all right, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> um, describe the problem to uh, the service coordinator. And here are thinking, oh, crap, it's a Saturday afternoon. And they'll also be closed on a Sunday. So if they can't fix it today, we're going to be stranded here until probably Monday. Yeah, and who knows what's wrong with the car at this point. <laughs> Uh, and then on top of that, you've got two six-year-olds and my wife, and, you know, we're supposed to be going to Niagara Falls, and you don't want to be hanging out in an auto dealership for who knows how long. No, that's, so, not, that's not fun. No, no, I can think of funner <laughs> things to do. Um, so at that point, leave the car there, take a cab, rent a car. Fortunately, once again, I know where everything is because I grew up in this town. Put the kids, car seats, all of that, drive to Niagara Falls. While I'm in Niagara Falls, they call and say, hey, we managed to get the car fixed. And I'm like, yes, we're not going to be stranded here. So now I drive yet an hour back to Mississauga. <laughs> um, and they uh, uh, they tell me everything that happened there. Turns out the reason why everything went haywire was because a family of presumably rodents made a nest in our engine block. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'd probably cho chewed through wires, and of course at that moment, that's when things decided to just break and go from there. Uh, they got it all fixed, it was all it seemed to be working fine, but then of course, over the next couple of months, all we're seeing is that just a little flickers where things flash up on the dash again, <laughs> or you know, the radio glitches a little bit, and you're like, the car's still haunted. <laughs> Which felt appropriate for, you know, this episode of Fear Related. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Electrical situations are always totally haunted. And I can actually picture a family of rodents with all of the baby rodents chewing on a specific wire saying, Hey, Mom, I'm going to turn the check engine light on. No, 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 Mom. Look at me. I'm going to turn the brake light on. <laughs> like, and seriously, I saw, like, the the straw and all of that stuff that's in there. So I don't know if it was birds or if it was, like, but something had made a, a nest in there. Gremlins. It's always gremlins. Probably fed them after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> nothing good happens after midnight. <laughs> I thought it was nothing good happens after 2 a.m. That's what the show references, isn't it? How I Met Your Mother. Well, you get a two-hour buffer, but either way, Depends nothing on the good's happening. Zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, ultimately, that we, I think we use it probably as our excuse to buy our current car and graduate from a minivan to an SUV, you know, but, yeah. At right. that point, the kids didn't need the dual sliding doors. <laughs> so, the moral of this story is, if you are out there driving a Toyota Sienna... It could be your car that still has the electrical gremlins in it. And if if it is, maybe you should apologize to the listener <laughs> who is now driving your car. Well, it should have been checked over by the Toyota dealership and then the, <laughs> the, the used car dealership, right? <laughs> of 
course, of course it should. Yeah, yeah right, because they'll do that. Yeah, so yes, my apologies if you're driving a navy blue 2009 Toyota Sienna with an entertainment system that was put in aftermarket. Well, that would hope, be you. And we hope you're not suffering gremlins. Anil, thank you so much for joining us thank and giving you, us Benjamin. that terrible, terrible story. It was a horrible story. And I can't wait to hear the next guest who is driving your car <laughs> for next year. We'll hear all the terrible stories from the same car. Please reach out to Sean Otto <laughs> to, to get your guest spot. Fear-related. Oh, that was spooky. I'm a little nervous. I know. I just want to drive for a little while, I don't think. <laughs> That's what's so scary is not that you need to, like, sleep under the covers. It's like you need to not get in your car anymore. Right. Or other people in their car. <laughs> um, so I am going to end this menagerie of scariness with an old-timey story. This did not happen to me. Okay. Thank goodness. I want to talk about Bonnie and Clyde's car a little bit. Ooh. You remember those guys? So, like, they're in the 1930s. These are the people that, like, robbed dozens of banks. Yeah, and, bank robbers extraordinaire. And they killed, like, they had, like, 13 murders to their name, which is gross. It's a gruesome love story. Mm, romantic. <laughs> so, in 1934, they get caught, right? And uh, there's a whole, they're, they're, like, ambushed by the police. They're driving a 1932 Ford Model 18 V8. Well, Ready to move. Got to have that V8 if you're going to yeah. get get away quickly. And the police open fired, open fire. More than 100 shots are fired, and the car is completely bullet ridden, and they were killed instantly. There's, you know, blood stains everywhere. Oh, so what everywhere. you're saying is out of 100 bullets, a few of them might have <laughs> hit their spot. My, oh, they were killed, like, quick. Like, they, it was overkill, oh. for sure. So, they didn't destroy the car they kept it they didn't really like restore it they didn't destroy it they didn't they just kept it sort of as is which is crazy to me too because like how would they know that this was going to be an infamous vehicle at the time well they were pretty infamous i think already yeah okay that makes sense crime spree so so it's now at at whiskey pete's casino in prim nevada you can go and see it so Everybody says it's haunted. Well, naturally. So there's a lot of people, they've taken um, photographs and they see like creepy objects in their picture. And so like there's, you know, orbs, which I know sometimes we can debunk some of that, but there's like floating things and some, some pretty creepy stuff going on there. And then also, if you're standing, like if you and your dad are going there looking at it, you're gonna stand by the car and you're going to feel like somebody's standing next to you, even though nobody is. Ooh. Yeah. So a lot of people have had these kinds of experiences that with that car. That icy feeling. Mm-hmm. Up Ooh. and down your spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I kind of want to go check out that haunted car. You just want somebody invisible standing next to you. I just want a friend. <laughs> but not one of those guys. Well, that's pretty creepy. I think we, I think we do need to check that out. I know. I kind of want to do it. So that's going to do it. Well, thank you so much, everyone, who gave us their stories oh, yeah. uh, and shared their experiences with us. That was a lot of fun. And if you want to do it next year, you just let us know. Yes, for sure. If you feel like you can top some of these here, by all means, we want to hear it. Oh, yeah. So you know where to find us, at Show and Auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. Instagram, Facebook. Find us on our website, 
www.showandauto.com. And you can also rate us, um, review us, give us those five stars. Rate us, like us, subscribe to us, follow yeah. us everywhere. Check us on, on iTunes and Spotify and wherever you like to listen. Until and then, very happy Halloween. <laughs> Bye.